0: a shout of praise shout for the victory Shout for the victory (laughs) Shout if you've been set free. Shout for the victory. Shout set free. Shout for the victory. Shout set free. Shout for the victory. Shout Shout for the victory. Shout Triumph! Come on and shout with the voice of praise. Shout with the voice of triumph. Shout with the voice of praise. Shout unto God for the victory.
1: Praise the Lord. Come on, shout if you've been set free. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. I will shout to the Lord, I will let him know. Amen. So I will shout. Praise God. Thank you. You could be seated. Amen. We're we're so honored today to have a special person with us uh, in the church. Very special person. And uh, I guess his title would be the head of the Pontius Project. Brother Steve, tell your dad to stand up here and just give us a little wave there. Here's here's the head, very special person to us, the head of the Pontius Project. Amen. We love him. Amen. Glad he's with us today. Praise God. Praise God. Now we're we're really excited, really happy today, amen, that uh, we have uh, just all kinds of stuff going on. Don't these young people look pretty good over there? I'm going to say all of y'all look pretty good except three, and uh, you guys figured out amongst you who the three is, so or two, maybe two, I don't know. Stand with me all over this place. We're going to ask the Lord, we're going to switch gears here, ask the Lord just to bless. Amen. And uh, our evangelist for today is, remember the Derek, we're going to have him make his way forward, but I want you to pray and ask the Lord just to bless these kids, amen. They're about ready to launch into a whole different world. Amen. So let's pray for them and keep them in our prayers. Would you lift your hands all over this place? Come on, we have the freedom today, amen, to call on Jesus. Do you need something from the Lord? I do. I I think we all could use something from the Lord. Let's ask him. Jesus, I pray God, send me, Lord. God, send me a buffet. Send me a message. God, send me the meat, Lord. Get, send me what I need today, Jesus. God, speak it today to us, Lord. God, send us what we need, Lord God. Anoint your servant, Lord God, to do what you've called them to do, Lord. I pray, God, that you have your way in this service, Lord God, and let your liberty be done. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen. Would you put your hands together today for our evangelists? Amen. Brother Derek
2: Praise the Lord, everyone. The power of God is in this place today. You can feel it just we're right there. And I believe tonight, before this service is over, we're going to break through. We're going to step into what God has for us in this place today. You can all be seated for just a moment. I want to take just a moment here and give honor where honor is due. As you know, my wife and I have been with you guys for like six about six months now, and um, I just want to thank you guys for allowing us to come be here with you guys. You've kind of taken us in as your own. You know, you've taken us in, you've loved us, you've um, allowed Ari to have a special place in your hearts, and um, I want to give honor to the pastoral team. You know, they're not here today, (laughs) except Bishop, but but we love them. Um, Sister Nicole's somewhere, I don't even see her right now, but... Last but not least, I want to give honor to Bishop and Sister Laura. You guys have been there for us, you've taught us, you've helped us, and we love you guys, we appreciate you. If we could all just stand, let's give our Bishop and his wife a great hand. They deserve a hand of appreciation for everything they've done. Amen. But we, we want everyone to know that we love you guys. And I've asked my wife to come sing right now, but as she's coming, like I said a moment ago, there, there's something there that we need to break through today. Before we leave, we need to break through this. So I ask, as she's singing, if you would just raise your hands, if you would just cry out to the Lord with, with a desperation in your heart. You know, not just, well, I'm, I'm sitting here, the pew's pretty comfortable, You know, I don't want to clap too hard. It might hurt my hands. But with the desperation in your heart, just reach out to God. He's got something for you today. Worship with us, please. Praise the Lord. I'm thankful today that no matter what season of life I'm in, that he is with me and that he is for me. And in this song, it says, sorry, this is falling on me. It says, in the morning and the evening, and you're coming and you're going, and you're weeping and you're rejoicing. He is for you. He is for you. And this song, it's just a prayer. And if you guys, when I sing this, just pray this over your family, over the church family, as the church as a whole today with me.
0: and yeah, then yeah, yeah.
2: Because the Lord is for you. He's not against you, but He's for you. He's on your side. He's got your best in His mind. I love you, Lord. I praise you. I thank you for being so good to us. Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. You can return to your seat. if you could turn to Luke chapter 19 with me. And man, the power of God is in this place. I keep saying it, but it's so strong. It's so rich. Luke chapter 19, and starting in verse 1, says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho, And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up. Notice that he looked up. And saw him and said unto Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and he came down and he received him joyfully. And when they saw it, like they always do, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be a guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of all my goods I give to the poor. And if I've taken anything from any man... By false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he is also a son of Abraham. Today I would like to title this A Plea of Desperation. A Plea of Desperation. If you could all set your Bibles down, raise your hands, let's pray right now. Dear Lord, I love you. I praise your holy name. I exalt you, Father. I magnify you. I know that you have something you want to do in this place today, Lord. I ask that you would anoint us to receive your word and anoint me to bring forth your word, God. Move upon each and every one in this place, Lord. Touch each and every one. Don't pass any of us by. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Let's look at this for just a minute, because at this point where we read the Scripture, Israel is in bondage. They're in captivity by the Roman Empire. And Zacchaeus was a Jew. But watch this. He was a boss of the publicans. He was a chief publican. He was... The publicans were tax collectors that worked for the Roman Empire. But they were taxing the Jewish people. So all the while, the Israelites are in captivity, but they're paying money to their captors. And Zacchaeus is one of the guys, he's a boss of the guys that are collecting this money. But he's also a Jew. That must have been just a slap in the face to all the Jews. But he's using his authority to steal and become rich. But watch this, whenever he's a man of power, he's a man of authority, he could just speak to someone and they would have to give him money. He could just speak and they would have to do things for him. But when it came time for him to get close to Jesus, all of a sudden, all the authority in the world could not get him through the crowd to Jesus. When it came time that he wanted to see Jesus, all of a sudden, all the money that he had stolen Got him nowhere. All of a sudden, everything that he thought he had all the wealth, all the power, the authority was gone. The closer he got to Jesus, the less it mattered. The closer he stepped to the King of Kings, the less the authority mattered, the less the money mattered. And the first point I want to make today is it doesn't matter who you are. The closer you get to Jesus, the less it matters. It doesn't matter if you're rich. It doesn't matter if you're poor. Jesus doesn't care. It doesn't matter if you're a politician, if you're someone famous, if you're someone popular, or if you're just a nobody that no one's ever heard of your name before. It makes no difference when you get close to Jesus. The closer you step to Jesus, it doesn't even matter. He doesn't care what your skin color is. He doesn't care if you're a guy or a girl. He doesn't care if you're tall or short, if you're rich and poor. We're all the same. And I want to stand here before you today and thank God. Because I'm someone, I was raised, my parents don't have the special last name that'll go and open doors for you. I was raised in a little church that when we would get excited, we would jump, the walls would bow in. I was raised, I didn't have any fancy thing, I wasn't rich. But let me tell you, one day I went to a little old campground. It wasn't anything special. I wasn't special. There weren't special people there. But Jesus didn't care. He gave me the ultimate gift. That night, you see what happened? I was there. I'd been seeking the Holy Ghost for a long time. And I knew I wasn't anyone special. But I want to tell you this. There wasn't anyone special that laid their hand on my head either. There wasn't anyone special that was praying for me at that point. But I laid down on the carpet. And I was desperate. Desperate. For the Holy Ghost. There was a desperation in my heart whenever I laid down there. There were people jumping around me. There were people shouting around me. I looked weird. Because everyone else was jumping. There was a fast song playing. The drums were beating. And I laid down and I was crying before God. I looked stupid laying on the ground. But God don't care what you look like. He don't care what you act like. He don't care if you're doing the normal thing. He cares about the desperation that's in your heart. Is there anyone here that's desperate today? Desperate for a move of God? Desperate for God to step into your situation? Are you desperate for that move of God that you need so bad in your heart, in your family, in your finances? It doesn't matter what it is. What matters is the desperation. So we have Zacchaeus here, and he's trying to push his way in. He's, I guarantee, he said, hey, I'll offer you some money if you will found a big, tall, strong guy. Hey, I'll give you some money if you can push your way and get me up there to Jesus. I'm sure he found someone and said, hey, you know who I am? I, you won't have to pay taxes next year if you can get me into Jesus. But none of it mattered. The closer he got to Jesus, it didn't make any difference. But a desperation rose up in his heart. You know what? Because I know I've been doing some things that aren't right. I know I've been using my authority to steal from some people. So if my power doesn't mean anything, maybe the things I'm doing wrong won't mean anything either. A desperation rose up in his heart and he said, this Jesus, I've got to see him. I've got to get, I've got to know who this man is. That's what the Bible says. It says he wanted to see who Jesus was. There's power in understanding who Jesus is. But as he's wanting to know this, a desperation would rise up in his heart. And he said, okay, I, don't, I can't get in there, so I'm going to run ahead. I'm going to run ahead. He found him a tree. He had to look stupid climbing a tree. Think about it. There are, people, there are people all pressing in. The Bible doesn't tell us there was anyone else in a tree trying to look at Jesus. The people, they were pressing in, they were pushing, they were shoving, they were trying to get close to see Jesus. And this is also the same time the blind guy's over there and he's yelling out, Jesus, the son of David. But Zacchaeus says, my desperation has driven me to a point where I don't care what I look like. I don't care if the bark scrapes up my hands a little bit. The bark might scrape me, it might hurt just a little bit. But I'm desperate to see who Jesus is. I'm desperate. So he ran ahead and he climbed the tree. And I'm sure he got some scrapes. I'm sure he got some scratches. He looks stupid up in the tree. But again, Jesus don't care who it is. He don't care if you look stupid. He don't care if you dress perfect with, you know, just your tie just right, your hair just right. Or if you just came to church and whatever you woke up in. Jesus don't care. Now we care. We probably shouldn't, but Jesus doesn't care. Watch this. When Jesus walked past, he's walking. Zacchaeus knows where he's going but he's got authority. But Jesus walks past. And the Bible doesn't say Jesus saw Zacchaeus up in the tree. But the Bible says Jesus looked at Zacchaeus up in the tree. And let me show you something right here. You can see, I can turn around and I see the piano sitting over there. But if I look over here at Bishop, I knew he was there. And I'm looking at him to give him my attention. Whenever Zacchaeus was desperate, there was something. See, Jesus was God. He knew everything. He knew that Zacchaeus was running around there, that he was desperate to see him. And he knew. He looked up in that tree. He didn't have to ask, what's your name up there? But Zacchaeus had his attention before he ever got to the tree. The desperation will get Jesus' attention. If you feel like you've been trying to get a hold of the Lord and you just can't seem to break through, you can't seem to get his attention, get desperate. Your desperation will get the attention of Jesus and he will look at you and say, what do you need? He'll look at you and say, I'm going to work in their situation because they're desperate. I'm going to work in their life because they're desperate. If there's something you need from the Lord, just get desperate. Seriously, I'm not sure if you guys understand this. Desperation is the key. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's finances. And you're like, well, I can pray, but that's not going out and getting a job. But if you're desperate, God can give you the job based on your prayer. You can say, well, I'm just here praying at church. You know, it's just a church service. How's that witnessing to my lost family member? If you're desperate, God will make a way. It's all about the desperation. But when he got to the tree, he looked up. He saw Zacchaeus with his attention. At that moment, no one else in the world mattered. Even though we're all equal, at that moment, his attention was on Zacchaeus. At that moment, no one else mattered. And listen what he said. He said, today I must go to your house. He didn't have a choice. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Desperation will first get the attention of God. And then second, he must move in your situation. If you need something from God, get desperate today. If you need something from the Lord, desperation is the key. If you're desperate, God must move in your situation. It doesn't care if he wants to move. He doesn't say, well, did they pray the perfect prayer for me to answer that prayer? He doesn't say, oh, did they dance the perfect little dance down there so that I'll move on their lost family member? But when you're desperate, he must move. So Zacchaeus is up in the tree. He says, come on down. I must go to your house today. Now, I want to show you something here. Because we see in just a minute, Zacchaeus is saved. But what I want to show you is Jesus went to Zacchaeus' house before he ever got saved. You see, Zacchaeus didn't say, oh, I'm going to get saved so Jesus will give me some attention. I'm going to go get saved so Jesus will come to my house. But Zacchaeus went and he got the attention and he said, "Okay, you're coming to my house now. And then while Jesus was at his house, that's when Zacchaeus got saved. And this is what I've come to tell you today. There are some people in this place. You're struggling with some things and you feel like you've got to get them right before you can go to Jesus. You feel like you've got to fix yourself before you can get a hold of God. Well, you're wrong. All it takes is desperation. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect. You have that addiction and it's eating you alive. Well, go to Jesus. Be desperate to get rid of it. Because when you're desperate, you'll get his attention. And when you've got his attention, he'll come to your house. And when he's at your house, he'll take care of your situation. You don't have to fix it first. You don't. You feel like, well, there's this sin in my life. I can't get rid of it. All it takes is a little desperation. It doesn't, it may hurt a little bit. You know, we've got this pride up in here and we don't want to go to the altar because, you know, someone might think, well, what's he doing? What did he sin last week? Well, wonder what he did. Was he out drinking Saturday? Saturday. it might hurt a little bit but if you're truly desperate if you're truly desperate you'll do what it takes if you're truly desperate it won't matter if that bark scrapes a little bit while you're climbing up the tree it won't matter if what you're doing a little different than what everyone else is doing it may hurt a little bit but when you're desperate I probably sound like a broken record by now, but that's what I've got for you today. You've got to be desperate. You've got to be desperate. You can't just come to church and sit on the padded pew and expect something to be different. You can't just come to church and give the little golf clap and then expect the things in your life to change. You can't just come to church and do the same thing you've always done and expect a different result. That's the definition of insanity. If you do the same thing over and over, expecting something different. But we fall into that. We come to church and we know how to sing the songs. We know to clap faster on this song and raise our hand when it gets to the chorus. And I'm serious. I know it's funny, but we do it every service sometimes. But it takes desperation To break out of the mold. To break out of the normal. To do something different. To change up what we've been doing. Is anyone desperate yet? Are you desperate for a move of God? Are you desperate for something different in your life? If the musicians would come. Is there anyone here today? Maybe like Hannah. That you would just lay before the Lord and weep until he saw your desperation. Until he saw what you needed. And said, I'm going to reach down. I'm going to touch their situation. Is there anyone here today like the blind man? That could say, Jesus, thou son of David. Have mercy on me. The people around you may tell you to shut up. But if you're desperate, it doesn't matter. Hannah's very own priest thought she was crazy. He thought she was drunk. But it didn't even matter. She didn't care. Because what was happening was something between her and the Lord. There was a desperation in her heart that she could not let go of. Come on, if you're desperate today in this place, I promise you, the Lord will look down. You've got his full attention. If you're desperate, you've got his attention. It doesn't matter if it looks crazy. It doesn't matter if it's a little different than normal. But right now, let your desperation just take over. Right now, let your desperation take over. And I promise you, the Lord will work in your situation.